Hello and welcome to Connection Life Ministries podcast. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's Word. Today's podcast is from Jim Moore, founder of Salem House of Prayer in Salem, Oregon, and Words of Encouragement with Jim Moore. Good morning. This is Jim Moore, and you're watching Words of Encouragement. And it's um, 4th of July. Amen. There's a date I can remember, 4th of July. And it is, uh, let's see, program number 506 today. So, hope you're having a great morning already. I am uh, out in the morning. Don't you just love mornings? I just love mornings. And I'll tell you the reason I love them is because it's like, well, there's a couple reasons. Um, I like them especially when the sun's out. That makes it really nice. And, you know, the air is crisp and it's just like a new beginning, you know. And that's kind of what Fourth of July is all about and uh, proclaiming liberty and the Jubilee and all that. And uh, probably not going to talk a long time this morning because, yeah, it is a holiday and I just want to help you kind of get started on your day today. And I uh, trust the Lord will encourage your heart today and bless you to. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the world right now that if you focus on could really kind of depress you. Elijah, God bless you, my friend. You did find me. <laughs> yes, I did get your message, by the way. Um, so, yeah, it's like the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. <clears throat> no matter what followed you from yesterday into today, remember his mercies are new every morning. And it's a new day and it's full of possibilities and I'm not just trying to be some motivational speaker, but it is true. It's, you know, it is what you make of it today. And uh, <clears throat> good morning, Mom. Happy Fourth of July. There's my mom. Love you, Mom. So it's a good day. It's a good day no matter what the enemy's doing. It's a good day no matter what politics, no matter what the, the naysayers. I watched a video this morning and some lady is just ranting on and on about you know, she doesn't believe the Bible and she's tired and sick and tired of people quoting scripture. And I thought, wow, that's really awesome that, that there's so much scripture out there being quoted that's, that somebody feels the need to push back on it. I mean, you know, cause not very long ago, a lot of believers were just silent. They were just, you know, dumbed down into silence by, by the, the haters and the naysayers and the ac accusers and so on. Anyway. So it's a new day. It's a beautiful day outside. And I pray that today you will be able to enjoy your 4th of July with joy in your heart. Tammy, God bless you. Nice to have you on. And um, that you'll just try to spend it with family or friends and do a barbecue. Do something fun. Get out and let your kids play in the sprinkler. Or Actually, it might not be warm enough for that. But wherever you are, take time to reflect on why we call this a holiday or a holy day. It's really what the word means. Why? And a holy day doesn't mean it's like, oh, no, it just means that we're setting aside the day. Why do we set it aside? Well, it's not just to have barbecue, but it is to remember what the Lord has done on this day. So uh, just thank you for your prayers yesterday. Those of you who prayed, we did have a uh, service that Linda and I were able to minister at. I say Linda and I, I usually am the guy that talks. She doesn't always like to get up and say something, but she is always, my beloved wife has supported me all these years, and wow, what a blessing. Angie, God bless you. Nice to have you. 
So, um, yeah, it was a great meeting. Good morning, Ramona. Nice to have you. It was, it's, uh, basically, um, it's, it's not in your standard church. The, it was, it, let's harvest to praise. I'm trying to find the words here. Harvest to praise was church pastors Richard and Tanya Grove and, uh, my good friends Mickey and Teresa Purdue that I've known forever. And, um, it's a little Pentecost church of God and, and, uh, Somebody said, wow, you go to those churches? Yep, I go to lots of different kinds of churches. I believe there's only one church, and that's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care what your name is. What I care is if you follow Jesus and you're doing your best to love and uh, the Lord, the Jesus that's in the Bible, not just the one you want to make him into being. <laughs> I can't help it. It's in me. All right. Um, so 4th of July. So we had a great meeting yesterday. Uh, really felt the power of God in uh, the time that we had. So thank you, those of you who pray. So again, uh, wow, I just want to talk what the Lord impressed upon my heart this morning, and then I'm going to let you go, is the idea of um, liberty. Now, some of you may have seen the, the picture that I put on Facebook to announce. I always put something out and saying, hey, we're going to start in 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. Today's picture was a picture of what's uh, come to be known as the Liberty Bell. And it wasn't originally called that. I'm not going to go into all the history of the Liberty Bell, but you should, okay? I put a little link on there, and uh, you can look at that. Yep, I'm still in Oregon, Ramona. Yes, I am. And then I'll be here through, at least through July. So anyway, look them up. It's fascinating. And I think, you know, one of the, I think it was one of the Pharisees or something, you know, just because he's a Pharisee didn't mean he didn't have some horse sense. And he said, you know, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Sometimes we just need to take the time to, you know, know what your heritage is and so on. So anyway, look up the Liberty Bell. It's fascinating how it came to pass and and the fact that it was cracked. And I do believe that's a prophetic symbol for our nation. And I'm going to go into that in just a minute. It may not seem overly profound to you, but it's uh, I think it's important. So. The Liberty Bell was, a ca I'm, again, I can't even remember all the dates, so I'm not going to try to quote the dates. But uh, it was actually cast by a company uh, whose name or nickname, as it were, were white, was White Chapel. Now, that's, that's significant, a White Chapel. Okay, that's a chapel is a place where people go to pray and so on. And white, of course, speaks of purity. So some of these things that we look back on and we think are all just coincidental, they're really not. If there's a God whose sovereign hand is active in the affairs of men, then I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that nothing is by chance, but I would say that God moves in the affairs of men. And so to have the bell that became a global, you know, sensation, as it were, for the testimony of what the Lord did over a group of people to create a system of governance that that was a blessing instead of a curse. Uh, I don't think that's an accident. So White Chapel, and there's a scripture that is put on the bell. And here's here's the part. Now I know, uh, you know, Fourth of July, freedom, uh, all of that. It's all awesome. Sorry, let me get my thing here. <clears throat> here's a little uh, piece of information. For all, for all that we can tell, 
the Declaration of Independence was not actually signed on the 4th of July. <laughs> Hi, Mike. God bless you. So it was actually signed on the 2nd of July, but by the time word got around, blah, blah, blah. So the 4th became the day that we celebrate it. That's just a tidbit. So I'm calling this Proclaim Liberty, and there is a scripture or a portion of a scripture written on the Liberty Bell. Now, the Liberty Bell, again, I believe, hi, David, uh, the Liberty Bell, I believe, is a prophetic symbol that the Lord has allowed to be prominent in our culture in order that we might remember what we are, what we're called to do. Some people think that the most important part about our nation and the freedom that was purchased for us and all that was just about so we can have, uh, you know, have good system, good governance and all that. And it certainly is incredibly important. Let's see, that is Catherine. God bless you, Catherine. But the, the greater implications of freedom are spiritual freedom. It is to be set free from the captivity of Satan. Now, I know some people don't believe that, that might watch this program. That's okay. You know, it is what I believe. It's what I believe the scriptures teach. It's what I believe that one day uh, we will stand before Jesus and he will say, yep, that's what I said. And heaven and earth might pass away, but my words are never going to pass away. So I'm thinking of this lady I saw on the internet here a while, just a little bit ago today, who was just ranting and cursing the Bible, a very intelligent you know, newscaster woman, I think, oh, Lord, I, I always feel like, oh, Lord, she's going to have to stand before you one day for those words. And anyway, the the liberty that the Lord proclaimed is more spiritual than natural, although it is natural. So let's read what it says. Now, there's only a portion of this verse, Leviticus 25.10, that is literally inscribed on the bell. And remember, this bell has been recast or duplicated. I'm going to say it that way, duplicated numerous times there's one right here at the um at the capitol building the state house here in salem and uh they've moved it now and i don't know where they i don't know it seems like we always want to take things and set them off to the side it used to be right in front of the capitol building there was the stat two statues uh, and don't think this isn't a thing with the enemy okay there were two stat. if you see an old black and white and i know this sounds like a bunny trail but it's really not if you are able to find on the internet an old black and white of the uh, Capitol building in Salem, Oregon, where I happen to be right now, you will see the a, a view from the doors, the doorway of the Capitol building, looking out towards the street, which is now, I guess that would be Court Street. <laughs> it was all just a big open field, right? Now there's pavement and across the street, there's a fountains and and uh, the place the grounds there it's now a state park and all that but you would see it was all just a field at one time this old black and white photo but here's something else you'd see two statues there's a walkway coming up a long walkway that comes up to the capitol building and there are two statues in this black and white picture guess what they are one of them is jason lee a methodist missionary who came to the state he has, as my friend Aaron Auer says, he has a Bible in one hand and a petition for statehood in the other. So he was both a preacher of righteousness and the gospel and a statesman. You know, I don't want to go into this, but, you know, people people will be governed until Jesus comes. So that's just, anyway, he was both young 20-something-year-old man. 
That's one statue. The other side of the uh, the walkway was the, are you ready for this? The circuit riding preacher. Preacher, preacher. Okay? You couldn't go into the Capitol building in Salem, Oregon, without seeing a preacher and a preacher. Well, that's something that I'm pretty sure the devil didn't like. Why did they do that? Because they were mostly, most of them, believers. I, you know, I, I, it kind of tickles me, not really tickles me, but it kind of amazes me how that people get so determined that religion is the problem, Christianity is the problem, the Bible is the problem, blah, 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 blah. So they try to change history and say, well, no, that's not really true. We weren't founded upon Christian principles. And I don't know what they do with these guys who actually came here. And they were spirit-filled Christians mostly. Anyway, so what does the devil do? If he can't get rid of something, he sidelines it. He sidelines it. Those two statues were put um, off to the side. They were put off to the side of the, the Capitol building. So it's like, okay, well, if we can't get rid of them, and actually there have been legislative attempts to get rid of those statues. You know, there's a place called Statuary Hall, and I know I'm, I'm off in a little tangent here, but Statuary Hall in Washington, D.C. Some of, you can look that up on the Internet. Okay, just plug in Statuary Hall, uh, D.C. or whatever. And you will see pictures. Okay, go to images. You'll see pictures of this hall. I've been there. It's a wonderful place. You walk in. It's, I think it's a round room. And it's got statues from every state in the Union. And that usually was either the founder or some super important person or whatever. So we have two statues for this state. And one is Jason Lee and the other one is John McLaughlin. And John McLaughlin was not really a Christian man. He was kind of harsh. And anyway, I won't go into his, you know, depending on who you ask, you know, some, oh yeah, he was a great guy. He was wonderful. He did a lot for Oregon. Eh, you know, the stuff that I've read in Jason Lee's um, uh, diary and other stuff, I don't think he was that great of a guy. Hi, Travis. God bless you. Yeah, let's talk today. Um, anyway, so there was a legislative action to try to remove. Our statue is Jason Lee in that statuary hall in D.C. They have tried numerous times to take that out. Why? It's not rocket science, you guys. It's because they don't want some guy that believed in the Bible being seen as the, the one who was mostly responsible for establishing the state. So why did I say all that? Okay, so both those statues have been set off to the sideline to where you're not going to see them as soon as you come in and so on. The Liberty Bell, I don't know what they've done with it. I don't know if they've sidelined that too and set that off to the side. But anyway, we have a replica. I'm circling back around. We have a replica of the original uh, Pennsylvania uh, you know, um, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Liberty Bell. That is cracked, and we're going to talk about the crack in a minute. All right, so why is it a symbol? Why is it a prophetic symbol for our nation? Because it is meant to remind us. Hi, Sandy. Nice to see you. It's meant to remind us why we exist at all as a country. Why did the Lord allow this country to be established and be what? Now, normally I'd be talking about this stuff tomorrow because tomorrow is to remind you a new program that we'll be doing every Tuesday, Lord willing, called Justice for America. But because it's the fourth, I'm going to go there. All right. So you're going to get the double whammy. I hope that doesn't mean you turn me off tomorrow. <clears throat> Leviticus 25.10, the inscription on the bell. Here's what it says. 
And you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land. Now, the phrase that is that is engraved or cast, it's not engraved, it's not actually carved. And so when they cast it, you know, they make a sand mold. And uh, I guess they had to write like upside down or something. I don't know how they did that. And some skilled art artisans, I guess. But but uh, you know how they make a mold, right? They Usually it's done in sand, really fine sand. And they, they put whatever imprints they want in there. And then they pull, uh, pour molten metal in that that uh, thing. And, and then when it cools off, blah, blah, blah. So anyway. They just wrote the portion of this scripture that says, proclaim liberty throughout all the land. As far as I know, it's just those six words. Now, I think I put at the bottom, I did put at the bottom of this page, a link if you want to read a little bit about the bell. And also the full uh, words that are on the inscription. It says, proclaim liberty throughout all the land. Unto all the inhabitants thereof. Okay, so I'm sorry, I was mistaken. Proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. Eleven words. Eleven words. And then it says LEVs for, for Leviticus. And then old Roman numerals, two X's and a V, which means 25 dot. And then little V verse and then another X, 10. So Leviticus 25, 10. And then underneath that, Okay, this is some factoid stuff, right? Underneath that, it says, also engraved in there or cast in there, by order of the assembly of the province of Pennsylvania for the state house in Philadelphia. So that's where it was to be initially and was in the state house of uh, the state of Philadelphia or state of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia. And then other Right under that, it says, Pass and Stow, which is the name of the two gentlemen that I believe cast it, and then a shortened version of Philadelphia, and then some more Roman numerals. Okay, so what does that mean? And why was the Liberty Bell cracked? If I'm reading it correctly, it cracked three different times. The first two castings... Apparently, the metal that they cast it with was not sufficiently strong to resist the force of the sound when you took the, uh, what's that thing called, the, the bell striker, okay? I'm sure there's a, a right term for that, you know, the thing that hangs down with a little ball on the end and you strike. A bell is meant to sound, it's not meant for show. Okay, liberty, proclaiming liberty means there's a sound that goes forth. It's a clear sound. And sometimes I wonder if we've forgotten in this nation of ours why God let us be a nation. Now, I'm just talking about believers because there's tons of people that are not believers that really believe, that think that our, the guys that founded the country just were really smart. And they were. These guys were super intelligent. I, if I had it, I'd show you a book I've read, uh, John Adams called John Adams by, well, the author's last name is McCulloch, I believe. I forget, uh, first name. But I think I'm on my third or fourth reading and it's a thick book. And I'm not good at reading thick books <laughs> except the Bible. Dale, God bless you. But it's fascinating. These men and women that helped establish our nation under God were extremely intelligent people. 
when you read how they spoke and how they wrote, I mean, their kids were reading books like Milton and Shakespeare and some highly intelligent men and women in grade school, some of them. John Adams was telling, you know, he became the president of the United States, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, helped form the document, blah, blah, blah. Okay. First of all, very godly men and women. Don't listen to the revisioners that tell you none of these guys were. Now, Jefferson was probably the least of them, but even he created his own little personal New Testament where he eliminated all the words but the words of Jesus. I mean, so to say these guys were all atheists, I mean, it's just ridiculous. You know, when a person does that, it's because they don't really want to know the truth. They want the truth to be made into what they want it to be so that their view of the, what's wrong with the world could be righted and so on. God bless you, Cheryl. Uh, nice to see you. Everyone say hi to Cheryl. <laughs> so, stunning how they would train their children. And I think one of the reasons why is because the life expectancy was short and uh, they believed that they needed to instruct their kids in much deeper um, you know, wisdom and intelligence than we do today, honestly. Anyway, so these men and women were very smart men and women. And the concept is often that, well, they just hit upon a form of government that's better than others. Well, they did, but I believe it came from the Lord. And if you go back far enough, you I think if you're honest, you would too. So let me read the whole verse here. And you shall consecrate the 50th year. Now, to me, it's really interesting that we literally over, overthrew an unconstitutional in my opinion, and apparently in the opinion of the Supreme Court justices, the unconstitutional declaration that men and women, together or separate, had the right to kill their own children in the womb. Now, the program today is not about abortion, but I, I feel like it's worth mentioning. Penny, God bless you. Is that Penny or... Yeah, Penny. And... Um, I know that I'm not the originator of this idea, but it was something I felt like the Lord kind of showed me yesterday or the day before that I thought was like, oh, kind of stunning. I've heard the statement that said if the womb, if the wall of a womb, the womb was transparent, people likely would not get an abortion, at least most of them. And uh, so I'd heard that many years ago, but I felt like the Lord just suddenly dropped something in my spirit. I love it when he does that. And he said, he was like, he said, Jim, if the child grew on the outside of the human, like fruit on a tree, right? Fruit doesn't grow inside, it grows on the outside of a tree. If the fruit of the womb grew on the outside of the body, almost no one would feel they had the right to kill what was growing on them. Now think about that. I think that's absolutely true. I believe that was the Lord that showed me that, and I think it's true. You think of yourself or anyone else have a child, if that thing was growing and you could watch it grow day by day on the outside of the womb, it is very unlikely that anyone would say, you know what, I'm just going to kill that thing. It wouldn't happen. There's something about the hiddenness of it that gives us a permission. Now, why am I saying that? Because it's been 50 years since-ish, since that proclamation was made. The antithesis of protecting life and, and saying that, that, that every life is valuable, every life has a right to live, nobody has a right to end another human life unless 
that other human life is going to kill them. If someone were to uh, point a gun at my wife's uh, or kids or, or whatever another, and, and take their life, try to take their life, it would be not only my right, okay, and I know some people aren't going to agree with this. It's okay. I love you anyway. Hope you love me too. But it would be my responsibility to stop that person even to the point of using deadly force if I had to. If they were determined to do it regardless, if I could apprehend them and arrest them and all that, would be the better way to do it. But you get what I'm saying. This is what God said, thou shalt not murder. God is really serious about taking human life. You know, warfare and people just riding in the street. And I just, you know, I'm going to shoot this person. We got something going on with Akron, Ohio right now. Please pray for that. Not going to go into it, but it's a big deal. Okay, God is serious about that. He's not okay. That human life is not just a human life. That's an eternal soul. And once that person passes into eternity, uh, for all intents and purposes, their destination is sealed. So to take another human life is the biggest deal of all deals, right? <laughs> Next to your own eternal life, that's a human being. I mean, that is that is incredibly important to the Lord. And it doesn't matter if that's a baby or if that's an elderly person or any place in between the color of their skin, can I say this, their sexual decisions, uh, their political stances, it doesn't matter. The Lord is very, very concerned about that. Now, and I know I just, I just dropped a lot of bombs right there. God told his people to do something in Leviticus 25.10. He said, proclaim Liberty. That's why it's a bell, because you're, you're, when you're ringing the bell, you're proclaiming liberty. So, proclaim liberty throughout all the land to its inhabitants. Of course, they didn't have a bell back in Israel's day. That's, that wasn't my point, but you get what I'm saying. It shall be a jubilee for you, and each of you shall return to his possession, and each of you shall return to his family. It's talking about slavery. It's talking about <clears throat> being sold into bondage. We have made much, and rightfully so, of the idea of the Jubilee. Everyone was looking forward to, if you had to sell your land because you were in poverty, you got that land back at the end of 50 years. If you yourself were sold into indentured servitude, okay, it doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, there were laws governing how you had a servant and so on and so on. I'm not going to go into that issue because it opened a can of worms. But basically, the Lord said, there's going to be a jubilee. There's going to be a year where, where the sound of the trumpet. Okay, I think they probably blew a trumpet. So when we were coming as a nation to a place, you know, don't allow the, the CRT people and the people that are, are trying to say, you know, America is this horribly, horribly racist. It's not. It's just not. We have made tremendous strides, but we have not achieved the final goal of equality, partly because that's a hard issue. But anyway, slavery was the reason that they did this. Okay, They were proclaiming freedom. The captives that they were talking about on the Liberty Bell were the slaves. Okay, now the, And just like the Lord was declaring that that needed to happen, we were making a declaration in our country that freedom was the most important thing okay now i'm going to close my my laptop right there now <clears throat> the idea of having a well, i watched a video the other day it's just stunning 
um, China has gone insane. Their leaders have literally just gone cuckoo. And they have, uh, for whatever reason, I, I could postulate my thoughts as to why they've done it, but they've passed a zero COVID policy, which you cannot do, okay? You cannot guarantee through severe actions that nobody will ever get COVID. It's just so, it just makes you wonder, these people, some of them Harvard-educated people in the United States that have gone on to rule their country, they cannot be so stupid as to think that that could happen. A zero COVID policy literally means we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that zero people in our, our nation of a million or a billion plus people don't get COVID. It's just ridiculous. So the most recent thing that they've done is they've gone through different provinces where, where you get a few people that have a COVID thing and they shut everything down. I watched this video yesterday and there's a ton of them out there where they literally have built walls. You, you wonder how crazy people can go when they give in to crazy. Now, maybe they're doing it, you know, crazy like a fox because they want to control their people. This idea that leadership doesn't matter and the voting and pol policy making, which is what we call politics, that's policy making, doesn't matter and it's irrelevant. Go to China and be locked behind massive gates and massive walls that they build. And you can't get food. Okay. It's craziness. People literally are starving because their government says, well, we don't want anyone to get COVID. <laughs> what am I saying? We have a system here, and you ought to be rejoicing in this. You really ought to be. If you're not, then you, I, I, I guarantee you, you're missing something. Much has gone awry in our country. Much has gone. There's so much corruption. It, it was, it boggles the mind. However, the initial foundation and the principle, Abraham Lincoln said it, a, uh, a government or a system of governing people, because people need to be governed, right? You don't want ungovernable ungovernable <laughs> people okay you don't want them to just scratch all the laws that's what government is it's governing people that would not automatically do the right thing anyway they do need to be governed right you don't want to just scratch all those off and okay now it's anarchy and everybody get your guns and and hide behind your your doors because you know people are going to go you know this is what happens during riots this is what happens when the police pull back i mean it's crazy it's craziness and when governments give into that, and for whatever reason, probably just because they want to control, things go bad. So you ought to take time today to reflect on the price that your ancestors, ancestors, not sisters, ancestors, who lived in this country in the original 13 colonies. It is a fascinating story. If you really took the time and not just watch somebody's 10-minute video giving you a brief description, but if you really like read a book about it, about the history of the Revol American Revolutionary War, it, it, is, it is stunning beyond words. And to see the hand of God in an impossible situation where we were the 13 colonies and, and the it wasn't a small number of people like 10 or 20. I mean, it was into the thousands, but it was a relatively small group of people still coming against the mightiest governance, governmental system on the earth at the time. You talk about David and Goliath. It was like David and Goliath to the 10th power to, to see the hand of providence in that. Why? Because the cause was right. Why did 
Why was there success? Because the cause was right. Even though the cause did not completely fulfill its mandate, which was to end slavery, that was one of the main causes, but it was also to come out from the system in Britain that basically was the iron fist, you will do whatever we say to do. Uh, it was a, like Abraham Lincoln said, I started that earlier, a government of the people. In other words, the people get to decide who and how they're governed of the people, by the people. The same people that make those decisions are elected so that they can represent those people who decided what kind of governance they wanted and for the people. <clears throat> so the system that those people wanted, that they voted for, is for them, not against them. It's not so much to deprive them of freedom. It is to give freedom to choose, freedom to do what one person feels right, but it is also with the restriction of those who would do evil. It's both. It really is both. Freedom to do what is right and freedom from those who would do what is wrong. So the debate often comes what is right and wrong. And this is why I believe it was um, a Frenchman named Tokstad, I think. I'm probably getting that wrong. Who came to the United States, and I'll end right here, and said he wanted to find out why the country called the United States of America was so unique and so blessed. He knew about the government, knew about this and that, and the patriots and the pilgrims and all of that, but he wanted to see for himself. So he came over to the country. You can read about it. And uh, he spent, I don't know how long, a year, six months, I don't know. Anyway, he this was his final declaration. And this is kind of important. He said, America is great because America is good. Goodness equates into greatness. Let me finish the quote. America is great because America is good. If America, and he talks about his, the people of America. He went through all the hamlets and all the villages and all the stores and he met people. Now, some people are not going to like this, okay? I might get bounced off this for this, but I'm telling you right now, most of those people, those good people, were Christians. It doesn't matter if you like it. Now, if they were all Mormons, I'd say, and Mormons came too. And if they were all Buddhists, I'd say, you know, it's it's facts or stubborn things, John Adams said. It's just true. They were mostly the descendants of Puritans, which were radical holiness people. <laughs> you just can't erase this stuff and hope then that the way you say it is true. So anyway, he went around see all these good people. He said, America's great because America's good. If America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. I believe he uttered words of prophecy. What's our declaration? What does the Liberty Bell say? Well, liberty. It says people need to be free to choice. But that comes with a big caveat. If people choose to do wrong, and all of the, the framers of the um, Constitution had a huge, the only huge concern they had in their heart, Jefferson, Adams, all of these guys, Franklin, they said, this will work as long as everybody is good. <laughs> as long as everybody fears God and, and does the right thing and, and doesn't want to make people into slaves and, and yeah, and oppression and slavery and greed and all those things are kept at bay, 
So this, this, this new, brand new, they called it the great experiment. This brand new system, it'll work great. And they were right. But friend, and I don't want to leave you with a, with a down, don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but our, what's happened is there are a whole bunch of people in this world, in this country, who have ceased to embrace the Judeo-Christian principle of what is good. I like the woman I saw this morning. You know, she didn't say the word hate, but you could just feel the venom and the hatred come out. Beautiful, you know, I don't know, younger woman. You know, you can tell she's very intelligent, very articulate, and she is just, I don't want, I, and she curses your GD Bible. I'm thinking, Lord, Lord, why do the heathen rage? Why do the people imagine a vain thing? Why do we think that somehow we're smarter and God and our forefathers. Amen. Well, God bless you. Pray for your country. Uh, pray for protection. This is always a day where uh, the enemies of our country want to assault our country. It happens pretty much every year. Uh, our security forces are always on high alert today. And so pray for them. Pray for their protection. Um, you know, God has kept this country safe in many ways for many years. So pray for that today. But most of all, take time to be happy today. Take time to be glad today. Take time to rejoice in what you have. Okay, there's 364 other days to fight the battle of righteousness and, and uh, you know, correct laws and all that. I get that. I really do get that. And that's a right battle. It really is. And I appreciate those who are fighting it. I am definitely not among those who think that's all a big waste of time. What a crazy idea that would be. But today, celebrate, would you? Celebrate. Again, reflect. Dial down. Have a barbecue. Okay? Sit with family. Sit out in the sun if the sun comes out where you're at. <clears throat> Enjoy the day. Read a little bit about your history. Go to that link. Read about, read about the Liberty Bell. Read about men and women. <clears throat> Not just the, uh, the patriots of the 13 colonies, but your fathers and grandfathers and mothers and aunts and uncles who died in wars when demonically inspired men, men and women then like Adolf Hitler basically said we're gonna we're gonna wreck this whole thing and we're gonna everybody's gonna be under my power there's always been people like that amen but rejoice people paid a high price for you to have what you have today don't you don't you disrespect that and don't you take it for granted amen so papa we thank you that this country was meant to be a light on a shining light on a hill. Help us to shine brightly, God, and use the United States of America. But clean us up, clean us out, and then use us for the glory of God in the earth, we pray. Bless your people today as they reflect upon your goodness for giving them this place to live in. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. Happy Fourth of July. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Katrine, that's, yeah, God bless you. Uh, if this thing managed to bless you, share it with somebody else. So love you guys. Again, have happy 4th of July today. And as always, give yourself permission to have a great day. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Connection Life Ministries podcast. It is our honor and privilege to partner with others from around the world in a joint effort to get the Word of God to you. 
If you would like more information or have questions, feel free to email us at connectionlifeministries at yahoo.com.